you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. David. Football. Football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at DaveDamashek.NFL.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek, coming at you from Chicago, Illinois, site of the 2015 NFL Draft. This podcast, as all the podcasts, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and NFL.com slash Sheck. And I am joined here, not in Studio 66 Maximum Strength. Instead, we are on the outskirts of, what's it called, Draft Town or whatever, Selection Square. They have a bunch of... uh, drafty kind of names to these things let's say hello to the people seated around me first of all he has been the quarter pole Shecky award winner for the best football playing guest he's provided us with heaps and heaps of knowledge as we enter this draft it's bucky brooks what's the poop fella what's going on Shaq? <coughs> excuse me nothing uh, was, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that's still some of the gibsons uh, that i had <laughs> last night with handsome hank you know bucky 14, wait, no, 20, no, not 14, 21 years ago, 1994, second round. Who was at the podium? Someone, well, I don't think it was Tagliabue, steps to the podium and says with the 48th pick in the 1994 draft. The Buffalo Bills select. Select Bucky yeah. Brooks, how, wide receiver. How crazy is that? I cannot remember who called it. I remember at the time. You watch the draft on TV, and I remember the phone ringing in the house, and the late John Butler was on the phone, and he was like, are you excited? Are you ready to be a Buffalo Bill? And at that point, 48 picks. Did you go picks, like, eh? Was, yeah, ready, ready to be <laughs> off this grease pole that I felt like I was on. 11 receivers went uh, before I was picked. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember that 94 was like that. I might have been right. the, I, was I want to dig into that for a second, but real quick, let's say hello to, uh, to our resident Miami Dolphins fan all the way from London, England. It's Handsome Hank, 
What's the poop, handsome? How are you? Doing good, thank you, Dave. I haven't yet got that call, but I still hold out hope that tomorrow the phone could ring. I don't know. I, I, maybe maybe Friday. Yeah, I we're like about to be 24 Friday. hours away from, yeah. uh, from the first I, I election the story, being made. Like, hey, how do you become a Dolphins fan in, in, in England? Like, oh, it's London. pretty easy. Like, you can I, do the math on that. Think about, look, look at him. You, you can tell by his age when he grew up. <laughs> right. Right? I mean, <laughs> So, it's all down to Dan Marino. We don't need Dan, to. We Dan don't need Marino. to do it again. But yeah. as I've said, yeah, well, yeah, it's Dan Marino, and you know that's these. These are the things that happen. I say this to people all the time. You have to be very careful. At you know, at, we all work at the NFL, and so periodically there will be these these giveaways, swag leftovers, you know, from whatever event, an old Super Bowl, or you know, to stuff that's uh, stylistically outdated or whatever. And you can go and take it, and people just load up on whatever. They grab Titans junk. They yeah. grab Texans junk and, and so on. And I always caution people, do not do that unless you're cool with your son or your little daughter growing up to be a fan of one of these teams. You yeah. really, I mean, because that's how most people, if you really, I mean, if you grow up in a city and the team's good, that's pretty easy to vibe to that team. But a giant percentage of fans out there, as grown-ups, become a fan of a team because their dad goes on a road trip and gets him a Dolphins hat, you know, and brings it back, and that kid is locked in for life to that team. Very influential. I told you, growing up in a house, I had my, my son is a Cowboys fan. I played for five teams and worked for two additional teams. Nowhere in there was I affiliated with the Dallas Cowboys. Yet, because he has people in his family that like the Dallas Cowboys, he now is a Dallas guy. And it drives me crazy. He wears the Tony Romo to Dez Bryant jersey. And I'm like, dude, like, what? He's like, hey, I mean, I, I have to join in because others join in. So that's he's influenced by his cousins and the like. I feel your pain, Bucky. I took my five-year-old to Cowboys training camp up in Oxnard, <laughs> and now he's a Cowboys fan too. And there's nothing I can do about it. I know. Well, listen, you know, whether it's uh, Football Baby, a.k.a. Mr. Mojo, or his older brother, Jean-Claude Van Damaschek, you know, I mean, the rule is has been told to them. You know, Mojo doesn't even really understand what I'm what I'm telling him. But I think deep down he gets the point. Go ahead and root for whoever you want to. You know, don't be a Steelers fan, but just don't plan on watching any football in this house. Then, <laughs> right? I mean, like, I don't. The, I, you know, shame the devil if I have one of those contrarian kids. You know, I grew up obviously in Pittsburgh. My one friend, also named Dave, was uh, was a Cowboys fan inexplicably. That to me says. You know, again, you just are a born contrarian. You don't want to be a part of the gang, you know. And I, I, I don't want anything to do with that in my house. So, Bucky, so you go to the Buffalo Bills second round. Did you have a hunch that you might be a first-round pick? Was this a disappointment that you were second-round guy? You know, and here's the thing, and here's probably why I, I'm kind of resistant to doing mock drafts because at the time uh, mock drafts were just beginning to pop up. Mel Kuyper was the guy that was still – kind of had some things, and then your local paper would also have a draft. And I remember waking up the day before, seeing my name associated with the New York Giants in the first round. And so naturally, reading the paper, you believe everything that you see. So draft day, you wake up, you're like, hey, maybe I'm going to the New York Giants. That pick comes, and I think it was the 24th pick of the first round. They take Thomas Lewis from Indiana, who was a good player, and mm-hmm. we, we were friends at the time. We had gone to the combine together, whatever, but there was that disappointment that I'm not a first-round pick. And so you go from there to seeing others go. Derek Alexander went to the Cleveland Browns, Darnay Scott, Cincinnati Bengals, Kevin Lee, Ike Bruce, on and on. David Palmer, 
all of these other wide receivers hear their what name What a collection call. of, of uh, flameouts with right. the exception of Isaac Bruce. Isaac Bruce goes to the Rams and, and actually turns out he was my roommate at the Combine. Turns out to obviously be a Pro Bowl player, plays at a high level. But the rest of those guys, Ryan Yarborough goes to the Jets. It's funny oh how you remember God. all those guys. Yeah, all those guys get picked before me. So, yeah, you, you hold a grudge. You're disappointed. But you're also excited because you do begin the opportunity to process it, to kind of living out one of your dreams. Did, uh, does anybody in your family say, I'm staying by my old team, or is everybody immediately a Buffalo Bills fan? Everybody becomes a Buffalo Bills fan because that's all the swag. You know, the swag giveaway. <laughs> that's right. As you're talking about, when you go up there, you bring home a trough full of Buffalo Bills T-shirts and hats. Everybody jumps on board. The problem is when you then are let go by the Buffalo Bills, where does the allegiance go? So you go from Buffalo to Green Bay to Jacksonville to Kansas City to Green Bay. That's like, interesting, yeah. Tough. So now I don't have a team. As much as I would like to say I'm with Bill's Mafia, it's do you tough. Make, do you make your family give away the Bill's stuff and, to, and take on the Packers stuff? Yeah, I have a thing where I, whenever I left, I, I gave away. I left it all there. You can't pull for a team that you've been <laughs> Not you, dropped but, uh, from. Yeah, you make the whole else. family take it out everybody and give it to Goodwill. Yeah, we, so, everybody who, who was your team growing up, though? It's tough, though, because uh, I remember in North Carolina we didn't have a team. So the teams that would be shown on TV would be the Washington Redskins or right. the Atlanta Falcons. And so being a huge Tar Heel fan, I would follow where those guys would go. So Washington took Kelvin Bryant. Mm-hmm. Kelvin Bryant was a guy. So I pulled for the Redskins for some. Doug Williams was prominent, first African-American quarterback to go to Super Bowl and win it. So I pulled for the Redskins some. But I can't say that I was a longtime Redskins fan, even though a lot of my family pulled for the Redskins leading up. All right, let's dig into the 2015 draft. And, uh, oh, look who has a microphone now. It's uh, producer extraordinaire out from behind the glass and joining us in our little semicircle here in, uh, again, what is this place called? Selection Square, I think is what it's called. Draft Town is the full location. You have Selection Square here. You have team houses here. You have everything going on here. Um, And, uh, of course, the voice you just heard there is uh, Black Tie the producer now handsome you and i without uh, black tie but with chris chris wesling last night went to gibson steakhouse Thanks for the invite guys yeah i'm <laughs> kind of embarrassed to be sitting we're about to have a discussion in front of bucky and black tie about the great dinner we had without well, them bucky, last night this is, well i was on the plane i was on the plane so i, okay. say, right, I, don't, I, know, I know that i would have, have, have an invite if he wasn't going out and to that point i don't i don't like calling people out but we also invited uh daniel jeremiah move the sticks last week he accepted our invitation Yesterday, he, he must have got a better offer. Oh, he big-timed. He big-timed us. The hi-hat. He big-timed. Big right. I feel bad for you guys. Which is worse, because no. Black Tie, there was an empty seat at the no, table. We <laughs> still didn't invite you. Well, I was busy working out in a gym where <laughs> Akbar Bajabir Miller was also working out with his shirt off for some reason. Again, oh, no. in the gym? Yes. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, look, man. Akbar has to get a gym. See, Akbar yes. still, With in his mind, thinks that he there. can play. Yeah. Much like you talk about your basketball <laughs> dreams, Akbar still has football <laughs> dreams. I think Akbar, if someone Akbar gave him an opportunity to go to too. camp, <laughs> I think he would go back, and I think he seriously thinks that he could be one of those dudes again. Update, by the way, Black Tie, as, uh, as the longtime listener already knows, um, Black Tie has compared himself. He said, or at least his classmates in high school called no, him Young Kobe no, because that's of, untrue. Because <laughs> young, of that's the way he played basketball. That's untrue. Black Tie today compared himself to Austin Rivers. Well, uh, <laughs> so now he's compared himself to multiple said, NBA guys. To be frank, he said that he could feel Austin Rivers' pain because his mindset is that he's a lead dog. He's a dominant performer. He's the alpha. However, his skill suggests 
that he should be a sixth or a seventh man, a guy that plays in the rotation. And it's hard I, for him to separate what he thinks from what his role should be. I just understand that mindset because in my, <laughs> at my own level, obviously not anything close to the NBA, I would play pickup and play or unorganized basketball and be great at it and then play organized basketball with plays and all that stuff and not know what right, I was no doing. No one cares that much. All right, no. so let's, let's – Exactly. Yeah, we so, really need to move on. Yeah. Yeah, but draft, real quick, draft. Handsome, as we, uh, as we continue our culinary tour across these United States and hopefully one day we'll take it global – um, how did you rate our latest stop, Gibson Steakhouse? I thought it was delicious. We, I mean, it's 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 probably a top three. St- is that spot right for me? I would say. I'm trying to think back to Super Bowl in New Orleans is where we really just we we ate everything we could find there. We really did like mm-hmm. everything. Um, we've had some great New York. I don't know. Maybe it's not top three. Top five though. It was good steak. Um, and uh, I drafted when I got here to the site where we're recording. I drafted a donut. Um, I had a buttermilk donut. Which I just had a good. maple maple syrup one. Ooh, that was that delicious. Can be very good. Have you ever had a cherry cake donut, Bucky Brooks? No, I, I haven't. Typically, if I you come across the, one, try it. The old fashioned cake donuts. Yes. Um, I cake. do like uh, when I was living in Oakland. They had it was this place, hole in the wall, where they had these buttermilk bars. Unbelievable. Yeah, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, they do the traditional circle of buttermilk, but they also do one that looks kind of like a crown. Yeah. Give me that any day. A uh, crawler? No. Not no. A, no. Well, I don't know. It looks like a crown. You know, it's a circle, but it, do, it's not, it, it doesn't have a hole doesn't in the middle hole of it. It doesn't have a hole in it. It doesn't have a hole in it? Yeah. Oh, Give me that. that. I've said it before. I'll say it again now. People say this, that, and the other about Krispy Kreme, but Krispy Kreme oh, has oh, a bunch hold of up. Hold up. Krispy Kreme has hold too up. many I'm conditions from. on it. I'm from North Carolina. Yeah. Krispy Kreme, I want to say, is founded and started in maybe Winston-Salem, North Carolina. All right. So Krispy Kreme is, that is a treat. There's nothing like Because it's Krispy from your Kreme. hometown or Absolutely. your home state, it's a treat? Yes. Clark Absolutely. bars are from Pittsburgh. You don't hear no. me singing well, songs I mean, about like, Clark like, bars. But, but Krispy Kreme, like that is a tradition. It's known. It's an establishment. Bucky, like, is, there any, is there any truth to the rumor that the 94 draft you dropped because people thought you had a donut habit? <laughs> I, I did have a donut habit, but I don't know if that led to the drop, but I did have a donut habit. Like, that used to be a must-have every night. Krispy Kremes. I, 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 I forget who I've compared, uh, what nothing. football player I've compared to Krispy Kremes before. But it, I guess you could say Peyton Manning is one of those guys. Peyton Manning is Krispy Kremes. Krispy Kremes are terrific. As long as you just get them when they're warm. Oh, and you have to get them when they're hot. Well, that, that, I want them conditions. Are they delicious or are they yeah, not? I mean, they are. <laughs> but you have to get them when they're hot. So, like, the, just the glaze and everything. I Jack, want it when Jack. conditions aren't right. Oh. When, when, it, when the field is muddy and it's cold outside. Ah, I, don't want, I don't want the Krispy Kreme. The, the, the crown buttermilk from Dunkin' Donuts is always there for you. I, I, I like Dunkin' Donuts, but I, I think it pales in comparison to Krispy Kreme. All right, you're making me angry now. Let's talk about something else. And so about it, the draft. How about that? All right, that's what I was going to get to. You oh, read okay. my mind, Black Tie. Um, like I say, the 2015 draft, soon to begin now. We just about, I think we can say with 99% certainty, that there's no way that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to do anything other than Jameis Winston, right? And we don't have to indulge a conversation about no, that. No, I think that's a lot. I think I mean, Jameis Winston it, is a pick. I think he's the guy number one. Obviously, we talked about it ad nauseum. Lovey Smith understands what James Winston brings to the table. Uh, athletically, physically, he's a great fit in that offense. He is a guy that really fits what Dirk Cutter traditionally has. At Arizona State, he had Andrew Walter. At Atlanta, he had Matt Ryan. 
classic drop back passes that do their damage from the pocket. That is what Jameis Winston is. That's what he will continue to be. I think you're thriving at offense. All right, people obviously in Tampa Bay, Buccaneers fans are going to be enthused when the pick is finally announced. But realistically, how excited can they be in 2015? Is the offensive line complete and utter garbage, and therefore that puts a ceiling on how good this Buccaneers team can be? Year two with Lovey Smith, if he is in fact a defensive wizard with the pieces that they have, the, the cupboard isn't bare on that side. Can the Buccaneers be relevant immediately? Can they do an RG3 in D.C.? Well, I think when you look at that division, the NFC South, traditionally teams are going from worst to first. Um, I think this could be a team that really competes to be at the top of that division. I, I mean, I agree, I like, except for that O-line, which I can't, I'm not, the o, as the a layman, can't The O-line is problematic, evaluate. but guess what? They have more than just the first pick. At the top of the second round, they can get a really good player that can, can fill a huge need along the offensive line. I like the defense. I like the way it's coming. Having another offseason in that system gives them an opportunity to really make huge strides. I think offensively, they're going to put up a lot of points. I think when you look outside the weapons that they have, Mike Evans, Vincent Jackson, ASJ, Austin Safarian Jenkins, they're ready to go. Charles Sims, they're running back. I think he could be a guy that's a dynamic player. Put Jameis Winston in the offense around him and protect him. They could be ready to go this year. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Handsome, do you feel uh, that I've read this right in that the, the whole draft pivots uh, at number two? I Absolutely. Mean that, that's everything. Are right. you rooting for something to happen in I'm that I'm rooting spot? for the trade. I think everyone, yeah. you know, the excitement for tomorrow would be that, that a trade happens at two and, and, you know, some team offers up a lot to get into that second spot and, and probably take Marcus Mariota there. Do you think the likelihood, Buck, if there is going to be a deal at number two for somebody to go and uh, try and get Mariota, do you expect it to happen within the borders of the first round? I don't. I mean, I certainly – people are saying, well, why don't they pull the trigger now, whoever's going to do it? But, of course, you want to make sure that you get Mariota. There is the formality of the Buccaneers taking Winston and then – you would go up and get Mariota. It would be, it would be, you know, people have suggested, why don't the Eagles straight into the sixth slot? Well, because Mariota very well might not be there. That's why. No, it's cool. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I am surprised that if you really are entertaining the thought, if you need a quarterback, that a deal hasn't already been consummated prior to. Do you um, think that is a possibility th- think, that there is something already agreed to? I mean, I think there could be something brewing. Obviously, uh, today, without dating the podcast, the reports of the Browns offering up the 12th and the 19th selection in the first round to move up to number two, that is enticing. But I just wonder, how does that information get out there if the right. deal hasn't been done? To me, it seems like a smokescreen, another ploy by the Tennessee Titans to continue to drive up interest in the pick. I don't know. I'm, I'm still waiting for the GM to come out and stand on the table and say, Marcus Mariota is my guy. I haven't heard a lot of people say that he is the guy that they see as the second best player in the draft and a guy that is a franchise quarterback from day one. But the same thing happened last year with Blake Bortles. I didn't think he was ready to play in year one. He was the number three guy in the draft. So we'll see how it plays out. Well, it is remarkable that Florida State is about to have three guys go in the first round <laughs> in, you know, in, in the span of, what, four years, five years, five four years? years? Yeah, five. So Christian Ponder. But so that uh, this uh, – this uh, desire for to try and find a good quarterback leads a lot of teams to reach and not just to Tallahassee, Florida, um, whether it's Christian Ponder or uh, E.J. Manuel. Do you think – I know you've done all your mock drafts, so I know the answer is probably no, you aren't anticipating that. But 
do you have it somewhere in the back of your head that there's a team that is going to reach and try and get Brett Hundley or or Bryce Petty before Thursday night is through? Oh, first round? Yeah. I can't see either one of those guys sneaking into the first round. Early in the second round, I believe they absolutely come off the board. I believe Bryce Petty has convinced a lot of evaluators that he can be a starting quarterback in the league. I think he has the right persona. He physically has the tools and traits that you look for. But when you watch him play the game, that offense is different. That offense has a lot of high school elements to it, and that's no disrespect to what Art Browse has done. But really, their plays, when you look at Baylor, that the receivers on the left, don't move off the line of scrimmage. And so when you think of the transition and the difficulty RG3 has had in times making the switch to the pro game, I would be leery of taking Bryce Petty without fully understanding where he is with his football intelligence and aptitude. Here's what I don't get. Why can't – if you told me here's, here's the list of skills and here are the problems for a quarterback, if the thing – if the primary – issue for a QB is accuracy as it is with Brett Hundley I would say well isn't that sort of my, my thought is isn't that akin to almost every kid coming out of college these days in basketball and they say well he doesn't have a perimeter game he's gonna have to develop that yeah he's a great athlete he'll do that by practicing for the next year or two and he'll develop uh, NBA range um why? I mean, what's so hard to teach about that? What do, I mean, isn't that I, well, here, if, you have, if you have a cannon and you can move around and you got well, the size, here, those are the all bigger, right? The difference is we're now in a time with social media and Twitter where we don't have the patience to wait for a young quarterback to develop. In the past, when you didn't hear all the white noise from fans and others and observers making an opinion, an instant opinion and, and evaluation every week, you could put your young quarterback and allow him to develop. But now when you take a quarterback in the first round, the first thing we talk about on NFL Network and NFL media is when is he getting on the field? And then as soon as he gets on the field, if he flames out the first game, he can't play. Get, get him, him off, off the, the field. field. Yeah. So think about the Johnny Menzel evaluation. Seven quarters he's played, and we're already trying to replace him. So as much as we would like to say that it's a developmental league, what you need coming in is a guy that is pretty ready to play because we're not going to give him enough chances to show his skills to fully develop over a three, four-year period. That's why they're trying to move on from Geno Smith. And, Bucky, you're being really nice there, too. The big difference between a college player going into the pro for hoops is that there's a difference between shooting a three-pointer and you know, extending your range and like learning an offense, a pro offense or a quarterback. Visit. I'm not talking about learning the offense. That's not the no, issue. I think, what do you I mean skill, being nice? I think I said, skill I'm development, like the accuracy. difference with the NBA – rarely are those guys able to come in and play and do that yet people understand that it takes time for those guys in our league we don't have the same patience for our young players to develop young quarterbacks really. yeah so, so quarterbacks don't they aren't afforded the opportunity to sit on the sidelines and really learn how to play the game but you met the example you gave was manzel where he had to go into and, and start at some point during his rookie season if a team like the saints let's say went and, and drafted Perfect bryce situation. petty or they drafted brett hunley tomorrow and they gave him a couple years to learn how much is how much are those quarterbacks hurt by the fact that now teams can't use them during that you know what used to be an off season where they could get with coaches and, and they're just unable to now. All of that stuff comes into play. The, the, the new rules, and the players wanted these rules, but I think it actually to their right. detriment. You now no longer have the ability to have these quarterback schools where coaches spend 
six weeks working with the young quarterbacks, developing them. Part of Aaron Rodgers' success was not only the fact that he went to a good team that had a quarterback, so the pressure wasn't on him to play, but Mike McCartney had the opportunity every offseason to spend six weeks fully dedicated to developing his skills because Brett Favre wasn't in the building. Right. And so that was invaluable. And when he had the opportunity to play, he was better prepared to play in the National Football League than these other guys have been. And Sean Payton's not going to say in training camp, hey, Breeze, get out of there. Let's get yeah. Bryce today. And it's so, not and so, happening. And so people get mad. So let's use the mock drafts uh, as an example. When you don't tie, because I didn't tie Marcus Mariota to a guy in the top ten, a team in the top ten early. The worst situation for a young quarterback, you're drafted high and you go to the absolute worst team. Yeah, right. You, you don't have the ability to make a change. It's not a coincidence that the young players that have played, Andrew Luck notwithstanding, I think he went to a, a team that was better than their record indicated, had weapons around him. He is a transcendent star, but he had better support around him. Russell Wilson, they had Marshawn Lynch. They had some other weapons around They had a good defense that allowed him to slowly work his way into being the guy at the position. If Marcus Mariota or even Jameis Winston, they went to the Saints at 13 or the San Diego Chargers at 17, you go into a better team. When you have a better team, you have better talent around you. Gives you opportunity to have success slowly because it's not on you to make all the plays. What about the Browns? That's what I was. I, you know what? We've talked about the need in that division to have a big, sturdy guy. Brett Hundley to the Browns with the luxury of two picks in the first round doesn't seem like a half bad idea to me. Though it's such it, it's so dispiriting as a fan base, and I'm sure within the organization to take a QB in the first round and then have to use another first-round pick in the following year. Right. That's, why that's not, the only reason I would, I, I would shy from it. That's why I'm not all the way convinced that they are really in the Marcus Mariota sweepstakes like, like it's been told. Like, they just invested a, a, a first-round pick in Johnny Menzel. He played, in essence, seven quarters. Not enough time to fully make an evaluation. Now, if you want to bring in another quarterback and say he and Marcus Mariota are going to compete – but that's a lot of capital tied up into that's exactly right, yeah. Tied up into one position. It doesn't make sense on the surface. I believe what you're better served to do: take those two picks, get other supporting pieces. If Johnny Menzel can't do it next year, when you could have, and I can't talk about juniors, but there's some very intriguing junior quarterback prospects that could be in the draft. Look at Happy Valley. Look at Berkeley. There's some guys that could play the position that may be better fits for conventional pro I don't know what offense. those clues are. I, yeah. don't, I didn't follow okay. your clues. <laughs> yes, you Oh, I thought you, you, you looked as though you wanted to say something. All right, fellas, let's jump in here real fast and play a little impromptu game. What uniform will he be wearing, all right, okay. in, 20, okay. in 2015? Marcus Mariota, I start with you, Handsome Hank. He will be wearing... An Eagles uniform. And by the way, if I, I'm glad That's, you figured it out. I was saying when he's playing football. Like, right. I don't know what he does yeah, in his maybe, free time. Maybe, like, for, Hall- <laughs> for Halloween he may, maybe he picks may up dress as a policeman. But a side gig, right. yeah, working security right. somewhere. I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. He's a big-time surfer, so I don't know. Yeah, well. That, you that, don't wear a uniform Neither to surf. here nor there. No. Yeah. I'm going to say. Lifeguard. The St. Louis Rams. All and right. I know I mocked them to it, but I, there are a couple different reasons why I believe St. Louis would be an ideal fit. One, if the Rams were to move to L.A., West Coast guy, already starting to pack 12, ah. firmly established, some excitement and some buzz building in L.A. Secondly, Jeff Fisher has already shown that he will take an athletic quarterback 
and put him into play and be very patient with him. Steve McNair, two years Nine before he years got on the field. Nine years ago today, by the way, the draft when the Houston Texans stunned the world when they decided to take Mario Williams over either Vince Young or Reggie Bush. Yeah, so Steve, anyway, Steve yes. McNair first uh, took him, put him on the shelf for two years behind Chris Chandler before he took over. Vince Young, one games with Vince Young, even if they say that Bud Adams made the pick, Jeff Fisher found a way to play with him, won games with him. And looking at that roster, athletic quarterback like Marcus Mariota, even if he's not able to supplant Nick Foles this year, going to L.A., young quarterback, excitement, I think it makes a lot of sense on a bunch of guys. That is nice to have a one-year stopgap in Nick Foles. Black tie, you want to weigh in? Take uh, your Eagles. Guess here? Eagles for me. I think I think Chip Kelly is just gearing towards making a big splash in draft day. And it's Chip Kelly, man. There's always something funky going on with that guy. Legitimately, though. Is it just water under the bridge? That's the way business is done in the NFL around this time of year. But Chip Kelly has said over and over again, almost, you know, not almost, condescends to the media and, and says, I've told you guys that we, didn't, we don't make a move unless we want that player. That's why we got Sam Bradford. He's going to be our quarterback, so on and so forth. No, we're not going to mortgage any of the draft picks we have to move up to get Mariota. If he does that, then how, would you, how, how could we ever take him seriously? Well, because he said he, he's not going to mortgage the draft picks. He's mortgaging Sam Bradford. He didn't say anything about mortgaging Sam Bradford. That's true. So if they get Mariota, Bradford is still an eagle then. Could As be. are I mean, Tebow, Sanchez, and the rest of the world. There have been some interesting scenarios that have been thrown out there. And when you hear the conversation about the Browns wanting to be or having been in play with Sam Bradford, maybe it is a situation where the Browns do some of the dirty work. They take Marcus Mariota. And maybe it's one of those NBA-type swaps where we saw with Andrew Wiggins and the like. Who knows? Like, it, it could go any way. I will say this. For the Eagles to move from where they are to number two, they would have to give up so much that it would really rob them of their ability to continue to fill out their roster. I just believe that for them to make a move at Marcus Mariota, it would be because he has somehow fallen right. and he's in range where it doesn't completely crush what they want to do in the draft. I got this is unexciting news. He will go to the Titans that's it. This no is the way. way. When Bush comes to shove, these teams no all in the NFL no in the last not, few years, not, they always default. Well, you know what? Uh, we better take the quarterback. No, this guy might be. No, it, did, it, we, didn't ha- it didn't happen. It didn't happen Geno Smith's year. And if we go back to when they really did it, that year when we talk about Jake Locker and Blaine Gabbard and Ponder, all of those guys that were considered reaches never panned out. Hmm. So you have to make sure that you draft a guy that is really graded at the level where you see him playing to that evaluation and if you don't do that it it can't happen so for Marcus Mariota he needs to be a guy that falls down the board to he's in range for the Philadelphia Eagles to do it if not I don't think it will work and I don't see them making that move and for the Tennessee Titans specifically he's not Ken Wisenhunt's type of quarterback Ken Wisenhunt wants a big bodied pocket passer Phillip Rivers Ben Roethlisberger even when he had Kurt Warner none of those guys can move around he is a guy like I told you I've told you before, offensive coordinators want it to be about them. The system, how yeah, they right, call right, plays, right. what they do, Ken Wisenhunt falls into that. Because of that, an improvisational playmaker doesn't fit. He's not going to be the pick for the Tennessee Titans. Well, you mentioned the name. You beat me to the punch. What uniform will Phil Rivers be wearing in 2015? The Chargers. What do you laugh? Like, that's a ridiculous thing. I didn't make the up the rumors. The balloon was floated out to maybe do Ken Wizard Hunt a solid, to maybe also drum up some pressure 
on Phillip Rivers. He was taking a hardline stance about not wanting to go to L.A. if the Chargers elected to move to L.A. Okay, fella, we can get rid of you and move on. They're squeezing the agent. This is all behind the scenes. All right, well, it's exciting, for, it's exciting for fans because the notion of Phil Rivers moving can swing the entire NFL season. If you put him on the Jets or Bills, the, the entire makeup of the AFC is, is different then. Handsome, how say you on Phil Rivers? Phil Rivers is going nowhere. He's going to San Diego. He may go on vacation with his 19 children, but outside of that, <laughs> he's staying in San Diego. All right. Next up, the intriguing running back beyond the uh, beyond Gurley and Melvin Gordon. Everybody suddenly is really excited about Duke Johnson of Miami, and it feels like a lot of teams are sort of pinning their hopes on him being there at the top of two. Will he get? He'll he'll make it through the first round. You're assuming, Bucky. What team will Duke Johnson uh, play for in 2015? Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one because he's a dynamic player. I can see him playing in a bunch of different sits. He, he really fits. Well, the, the, the reason I ask it is because I think a team like the Jets would do well to take, and the Jaguars, I've said this repeatedly, Todd Gurley, you wait and see. With the you know, I, I can't evaluate defensive line play. I mean, mm-hmm. outside of the sack masters, I can't tell you if Leonard Williams is going to be okay. dominant. But of the of the guys that I can assess with my eyeballs, Todd Gurley is the guaranteed home run of this draft. And I would I think the Jets should take him at number six. I have a feeling that the Jags at whatever thirty five and and so on, they'll say, well, let's you know what, we'll get Duke Johnson. But there's only one of him. Yeah, but this is one of the deeper draft classes we've seen at running back and sometime maybe not the elites i would say there are only two guys that i would say are like those elite that would be todd Gurley and melvin gordon the rest of the guys duke johnson t white yeldon all all those guys those guys can play and they can fit so at the top of the second round i can see yeldon going to the jacksonville jaguars i can see duke johnson being in play yeah, we haven't heard I enough about yeldon he's gonna be nifty and, he's and guy, he doesn't so have a ton of wear and tear he doesn't have a ton of wear and tear i liken him to Le'Veon bill in terms of his style of play bigger physical can run inside the tackles can catch the ball out the backfield has some problems fumbling the ball but in terms of running and being a guy that can play i know alabama running back spook people because of what trent richardson has gone through but yeldon is a guy that could be in play duke johnson yeldon Amir Abdullah, all of those guys are nice. And then beyond that, in the third round, Mike Davis, South Carolina, Buck Allen, USC, and also David Cobb from Minnesota. Those guys can play. David Cobb, they can make big Jay plays. Jay as well. Knee issues. Issue, There's some medical yeah. concerns about a Jai that prevent people from jumping on, but there's always a value to a guy can play. There's some value in there. We may not see his value come to the day three, fourth round. Maybe. So if, if two if two backs go in round one on Thursday night, what do you think? The over-under on like eight backs on day two? Does that sound about right? I think that's the right thing because yeah. that's the sweet spot. If you go and you look at the Pro Bowl players, Jamal Charles, Shady McCoy, Frank Gore, second and third round backs, that's where teams are targeting. So the value for running backs is right in that, that day two area. All right, let's uh, let's wind it up here with some fast action here. Amari Cooper, what uniform will he wear? Handsome, he's going to be playing for the Oakland Raiders. Well, there are a late uh, there are late rumors about him going to the Jags at number three. Anything to that, Buck? Uh, I think they love their young players, Marquise Lee, Allen Robinson, uh, Allen Hearns. I think 
Jerry Sullivan, that receiver coach there, he likes what he has developing. I don't think they spend the number three overall pick on a wide receiver. I think Marquise Lee, his sophomore year, is the year he uh, he blows up. At he's going to be a stud. Yeah, he's a Deshaun Jackson clone in, I like in my lot. book there. Shane Ray, and in the first round. Oh, well, handsome, I didn't ask you. Oh, no, I did ask you. So, Shane Ray, uh, where will he? what uniform will he wear, and in what round will he go? Shane Ray is going to go in the second round. Oh. I think, maybe. Uh, somewhere near the top. All right. Don't count your pick, Hank. You got to with conviction. If, if he's going to the second round, he's second round. I believe he's going in the first round. I agree with that. Arizona Cardinals are a team to watch. I even think the Pittsburgh Steelers are a team to watch. He is too talented a pass rusher to let fall out of the first round. Someone will absolutely take him before he gets out. Yeah, but the syndrome of turf toe with linebackers is a weird one, like we talked about. Jack Lambert and Patrick Willis, two of the toughest linebackers ever, both had their careers ended by turf toe. Shane Ray, also a ferocious type performer, he's got the turf toe. What goes on with this turf toe business? I mean, it's tough. I had turf toe during my rookie season. It is really tough. But we got to get a better name for it. It doesn't sound like it it should end careers. You put a steel plate in and try and play with it, but it's, it's painful. That is the most important joint on your foot. All right. I'm just saying, let's come up with something that sounds ominous. What do you want to call it? Football toe? What? I don't know. I always, I always say, I, I always say, there's nothing more narcissistic. I would like something named after me, you know. Like I, I you know, of course, I'd like a street name Shek, or anything. Shekto, that's what well, you want. but there, the the need for name recognition and to live on past your uh, your mortal body is so is, is so. Uh, human beings are so obsessed by the notion of having their name live on that doctors name diseases after themselves. <laughs> That's a weird thing to do. Why would you name it? That why would you, anybody want a disease I, named yeah, after I, themselves? I, 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 you I know, mean, I don't know. But you know what? I'm going to jump in on it. Damn a Shekto. <laughs> okay, okay, Shekto. Yeah, Shekto. If you get the Shekto, man, yeah, you don't want to mess with Shekto. <laughs> um, I think that's a good place to end the podcast. You it's giving us all it a lot to think about here. Um, Black Tie, final thoughts here. Shake toe. It ends careers. It ends podcasts. That's it. All right. Young <laughs> Kobe Rivers. No, young Kobe. Young Kobe slash Austin don't, Rivers. Don't do the Rivers thing. That is not a comparison. I just feel his pain. Austin Rivers. Rivers. Yeah, it's not a comparison. I just feel his one pain. One-on-one, you and Austin Rivers. Game to 10. What is the score? You and Austin Rivers. It kills me, man. It's... Austin Rivers kills you. Not like 60 in like pro am and the summer score, loops. What's the score? How many What's buckets the score? do you How many score buckets against can you get Austin, Austin Rivers? Rivers? I got a couple. No, no, no. Because this is a game. This is a game my buddies and I used to I play. If you played a 48 minute NBA game, yeah. how many points could you hit? Oh, I'd get like I get nine. I get three open threes. <laughs> <laughs> I get three open threes. At some point. Yo, Kobe said he could get nine points in the NBA game. Oh well, well, all right. I didn't realize it was <laughs> nine, nine points. That's doable. You, you know believe, that you know that it's twenty four feet away, right? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I'm taking NBA three. So you'll knock four. down three. You'll, I mean, you'll probably get over the course of the game six, seven good good looks at it. You'll knock down about half of them at best. Yeah, first one. That may be, and this is <laughs> <laughs> this is saying something. That may be the most ridiculous thing you've ever done. <laughs> Do you really believe that you would score? Do you really think you Do you really believe you could score a basket in an NBA game? Because it's no more ridiculous than you leading a two-minute drill. Why do you laugh at that? I could throw a touchdown. A two-minute drill and throwing a touchdown. You keep saying the two-minute part. I didn't say anything about that. Just drop me in there. A a touchdown drive. What what he specifically talked about was 
playing for the Buccaneers at quarterback and being right. able to throw because they've got big receivers. He could just <laughs> he'd be raining touchdowns. Uh, you know what though? I've thought about that, and I don't want to play behind a crummy offensive line. Okay, I'm not sturdy enough for that, and I don't have the wheels to to get away from pressure. You know, I got I got plenty of moxie. Don't worry about that, coach. <laughs> I, um, I, I think you're off that board anyway. You know, uh, I do. I do. Th- I'm trying to think what team would best suit Damashek's skill. All right, listen, Gotta I'm trying rap. to think about something here. Maybe the Steelers. Good offensive line. Cowboys. Oh, that's it. Cowboys. That's my. That's the pick for Good me. Offensive Great offensive line. I'll turn running back. We're gonna fix that. Jerry Dave and I that threat as well. Um, got to respect Dave. You know what I want to do? Maybe next week we could do this when we're back in Los Check, Angeles. You know this is not the actual studio, right? We have, we do have to go. We I know. I just want to say this. This is. I, I thought this would be fun. What if in, if teams did a thing where you drafted coaches? How quickly? I, well, let's let's do a two round draft real fast next next week or in the I next like couple that. weeks. Let's draft all the coaches, including the coordinators and such, because I think some of those guys would sneak into the first uh, they, round. They, they'd be more valuable than head coach, right? I mean, what what guy? What, That's what a good idea. who would be the first coordinator taken? Obviously, first. Belichick would go one. First I think Arians would be in the top five. Tomlin, so on the I usual. Think Chip Kelly goes one, huh? I think no. Chip Kelly goes one. Chip Kelly goes, goes one. one. I think that, he goes one. Get to think of you, first coordinator. That's a good one. All right, Radio Pro, hold the microphone to your mouth when you talk black tie, please. Please, young Kobe Rivers. We got to wrap. Let's go, guys. All right. Who's the first coordinator? I'm waiting on this Adam Case. Oh, from Denver? Chicago now, right? Yeah. Um, Ty Haley's intriguing at some point with the the weapons that he has. I I would say that. Oh. That's a tough I can't wait until next week. I need some right. time to think about it. All that. right, we'll work it out, Bucky. In the meantime, banner work uh, once again in 2015, as you always do. As the uh, as the draft approaches, uh, kudos I, to you on you. I to, think the tough thing for Bucky is going to be like he, you're right. He's on that quarter pole pace to be to be the MVP, but now draft's gone. The pressure's on Bucky to keep performing through the summer and into the fall. What is my second trick? Don't be be like, well, Bucky's only good like a Krispy Kreme when this is happening. Oh, Krispy Kreme the best. Please, don't fight me on that. Don't fight me on that. Hit me on Twitter, Krispy Kreme. All right. The great Bucky Brooks, handsome Hank. Great to see you once again. Black tie. Go uh, analyze some basketball on, on Twitter. Enjoy the draft, everybody. Next we speak, we'll be back in Los Angeles, California, in Studio 66. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.